previously on Too Old to Date. Hello? Hey Sabrina, it's Mike. What's up, Mike? Right, so I don't want to put you in the middle of anything, and you've probably heard that Becky and I are having a bit of a rough patch. She wants to come by to get a couple of things, but she wants me to leave them with the doorman, but I thought it'd be a good opportunity for her and I to talk, and I was just wondering if you could, like, tell me where Becky's head is at right now so I could just get a handle on the whole situation. I don't think I should be talking to you about this. She'll tell you where her head is at regarding Grant when she wants to. I don't sing. I don't dance. You won't try here anymore. Michael, 37, sits with Kyle, 29, at a cheap Irish pub on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. So she's ghosting you. I don't know, man, kind of. Not really, though. I mean, I know where she stands. She's just being evasive right now while we're taking some time apart. So you're not talking, but she hasn't totally broken it off? She's breadcrumbing you. I'm sorry, what? Or maybe you're benched. It kind of sounds like she benched you. I don't understand. Is that a real thing? It could be worse, dude. I got kittenfished the other day. What? Kyle, I don't like dating jargon. And then after she fubbed me like twice, she had me fully submarine. (laughs) Kyle, please stop. I'm just fucking around, dude. So what's your next move? I don't really have a play here. She won't talk to me right now, so I sort of have to just wait to see how things play out. You should just go out on a date just to distract yourself. I tried, and it was a disaster. I was distracted and totally off my game, and the girl got offended and she walked out on me. It happens. It's not a big deal. Kind of felt like a big deal. It's really not. I think that's happened to me like seven times. It sucks the first time, but you start to find the humor in it. It felt terrible. I just, I I don't want to date anyone else while I feel so stuck. Then you need a hobby. Oh, and that's the other thing. I can't even go to my running club right now because she might be there. That's not fair. You have just as much of a right to be there as she does. Mm, Not exactly. I mean, she belonged to the running club first. Plus, we had that big fight in front of everyone in the club, and I I haven't really talked to anybody since then, and (sighs) mostly I'm embarrassed to go back. So she's going to get the club in the breakup? Yeah, I mean, if we break up for good, it's hers. So find a new running club. New club, maybe a new girl. (sighs) I don't know. I'm not ready for a new girl or a new club. Right, so you need something else to take your mind off things. I know. That's why I asked to hang out with you. You're a very distracting person. That's as backhanded a compliment as I've ever received, but I'm going to ignore it because I actually have an amazing idea for a distraction for you. Okay. I know this amazing massage parlor uptown. The girls up there will take your mind off Beth completely. Her name is Becky, and I'm not really a massage guy, except for those, like, $20 foot massages. Every guy is this kind of massage guy. It's amazing. It's a happy ending place, isn't it? I didn't say that. But it is, isn't it? I'm not saying that. Come on, man. I don't want a happy ending massage. I'm not I'm not going to pay for sex. You only get what you want there. It can just be a regular massage, and it's a great regular massage. These girls are unreal. It's not a regular massage if she just gave a guy a hand job. Listen, dude, you need to be real with yourself. What do you think Becky's doing right now while she takes her time not seeing or talking to you? Do you think she's just hanging out on her couch watching true crime shows on Netflix and going for runs with her girlfriends? I don't know. She hasn't told me. You don't need her to tell you. She's showing you. You guys broke up over a guy friend of hers because you thought there was something going on between them. You know what usually happens in that situation? Even if there wasn't something going on between them before, there probably is now. I don't know that's happening. She was pretty adamant that there was nothing there. He joined your running team, right? He was creeping into her life more and more. Now that you're not around, there's nothing to stop him from being there all the time. Kyle, you're being out of line. I'm going to need you to stop right now. All right, I'll stop. But I don't think I'm out of line, and I don't think I'm wrong. Her friend Sabrina did mention Grant on the phone the other day, and I'd be lying if I said it didn't bother me. 
Yeah, of course it's bothering you, and the best way for it to bother you less is with a calming, soothing massage uptown. I just, I don't want a happy ending massage. Then don't ask for one. Fine, we can go. That's my guy! Meanwhile, in his hometown in Michigan, Bradley, 34, meets with his childhood friends Daniel, 34, and Joshua, 34, in Joshua's mother's home. While Joshua uses the lavatory, Bradley converses with Daniel. So how's he doing these days? Good, I think. He's living on his own, doesn't have any roommates or anything. He drives and has a real job as a counselor for military vets. I think he's more or less killing it, all things considered. Oh, that's such a relief. I mean, every time I've seen him since his accident, he seemed like worlds better than the time before, but I wasn't sure he'd be able to have a normal life. Yeah, you never really know with brain injuries. How's his memory? Eh, it's not the best, but it could definitely be worse. Oh, and I think he's dating someone, too. No fucking way. That's amazing. What's amazing? Oh, I just told him you're dating someone. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about that later. I want to hear about you guys. Dan, you've been married for a year now. Yeah, but we spent most of the first year married apart, so it was pretty easy to get through. Right. So you were in Afghanistan, and Julia was where? She was in Germany. Army Reserves, man. That's crazy. But you know it's all good, because we'd been living together for two years before that, and we've been together for six all in, so... Really? Six? Yeah, man. Did you guys get to travel a lot while you were overseas? Julia and I went to Amsterdam, Croatia, and Georgia, and Latvia. I went to visit her in Berlin once, and the rest of the time I was in Afghanistan, so she probably had a better year. But you don't really like traveling anyway. Yeah, I don't love it. It's pretty crazy that you spent your first year married apart. I'm telling you, it was for the best. Does Julia agree? I think so. Like, Brad, you remember how we were when we came to visit you in New York. Yeah, that was tense, but you guys were about to get married. That's a stressful time. Yeah, and it's definitely lighter now. What about you, Brad? What about me what, bud? Are you dating anyone? Not really. Not right now. How was your brother's birthday party? It was pretty cool. It seemed like my brother was having a good time until he accidentally smacked this girl he likes in the face with a racket while playing Whirly Ball. What's Whirly Ball? I feel like I've played that, but refresh my memory. Yeah, it's like lacrosse, but everybody's in a bumper car and the goal's up high like in a basketball net, so you have to fling the ball up there to score. (laughs) Billy swung his racket too hard and it ended up in this girl's face. Oh, was she hurt? No, but Billy's face turned red. He was so embarrassed. I was eating it up because he just told me he didn't have a crush on any of the girls in his class, but he was very obviously into this girl. I mean, good for him for inviting her to his party at all. I feel like you wouldn't have done that. Oh, back then? No chance. He's so much cooler than I was. I would have been too afraid to do that, too. What? That's not true. You were all about the girls in middle school. I was about to say, I didn't know you until high school, but since 10th grade, you've been Big Junk Josh as far as I knew. Stop it. That's embarrassing. Nothing to be embarrassed about. You should be proud. A Jewish man with a huge dick is an accomplishment. Oh my gosh, you guys, stop. I'm sorry, but you used to take yours out at basically every house party we had in college. Brad doesn't have that kind of confidence. Josh is otherworldly, what can I say? Please stop. That said, I remember a story about you comparing your dick to other dicks at a party in high school? It was in middle school, not high school. That's younger than I thought. I don't know this story. It's about Brad's dick. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, if it's about Brad and not about me, that's fine. So, okay, so I think we were in 8th grade. My friend Brandon had a birthday party sleepover and there were like 10 guys there. And as I learned again at my brother's party the other day, 13 and 14-year-old boys just have a lot of energy they need to express. So the party got a little homoerotic. Oh my god, you were too young. When I say a little homoerotic, I mean very little. Like, guys humping each other fully clothed just to freak each other out. Are any of those guys out now? No, nobody is. I I don't think anybody at that party was actually gay. But anyway, later that night, this guy TC, who was basically our class bully, got the bright idea that we all needed to measure our dicks. So what'd you do? Stand side by side and see who stretched the farthest? No, one by one, each guy went to the bathroom to essentially fluff himself, and then came back and measured himself against a pen. And Brad was the big winner. Well, 
me and TC, I think, were the only guys who had finished going through puberty. So we were the only ones who had dicks that looked like adult dicks. So basically you're saying that you have the penis of an eighth grader to this day. Well, that was like 20 years ago, and this thing's been through a few too many battles to be considered an eighth grade penis anymore. I mean, it's size. You're ruining my joke. I understood the joke. I'm just trying to deflect. We don't have to talk about our dicks. Wait, wasn't there more to that story? Well, there was the part where Kevin Wisniewski put his butthole on the doorknob. Gross. Why did he do that? Because of the safety doorknob farting game. If you farted and someone else said doorknob, then everyone could hit you until you touched the doorknob. And Kevin wanted to have a reason for us to not touch the doorknob. Not that part. He also put a double A battery in his ass at one point. No, not that part either. The part where Nick Kresge decided not to go to the bathroom and just jerked off in front of everybody like he was trying to start a fire with his dick. Oh my gosh. No, when he went back to school that Monday. Oh, right. God damn. So I go to school on Monday, assuming everyone's going to keep everything that happened that night under our hats, because it's all pretty gay, and to be gay in middle school in 1997 was a serious no-go. Like, I asked my brother the other day if anyone in his class is gay, and he said no, which means that even in 2019, kids are still uncomfortable with being gay in middle school. So to me, when Aaron Nevins came up to me on Monday and said, hey, TC told me you have a big dick, all I could think was, okay, the whole school's about to think I'm gay, and I might as well straight up run away because nobody will believe otherwise. I'm so glad I didn't meet any of these kids until high school. Was our school as homophobic as his? Keep listening. Right, so I'd overestimated a couple things, like how homophobic my school was, and also the message that people would get when they heard about what happened. Because apparently the reason Aaron snarked at me about my dick was because when TC told the popular kids about that night, this girl, Sherry Yazdan... Sherry Yazdan was so hot. Sherry was really cute, and her cousin Sammy was not as cute. Right, but in 8th grade, Sherry was basically everyone's number one, and her friend Lisa comes up to me later and asks me if Sherry and I are dating. What was she basing that on? It felt like it was out of nowhere to me. I didn't put it together that she'd heard from TC about the party, so I thought this girl Lisa was just being mean, because usually Lisa was just mean. But it turned out this was how kids felt out if other kids were interested in each other. And apparently Sherry had become curious. So what happened? You've heard the story like a hundred times. I don't remember it. Right. Okay, sorry. So... Really nothing happened. I never got the message until it was too late. Someone filled me in at like the end of the year, and by that time Sherry was dating someone in high school. A friend of her brother's, I think. That's gross. He was only one year older. But just the idea of kids in middle school dating kids in high school, or kids in middle school dating at all... My little brother would agree with you completely. I love that story. So weird. Josh, what's up with you these days, man? How's the job? Job is good. Like Dan said, I have a girlfriend now. She's in school for physical therapy. Oh, nice. How'd you meet her? We met on Match.com, and now I've deleted my Match account. She's real cute. Let me see. So what does she do for a living? Oh, you said she's in school. Right. She's a massage therapist, but begins school to become a physical therapy assistant in a few months. You met on Match. How many times did you go out before you deleted your account? We dated for about three weeks, and then I officially asked her to be my girlfriend two weeks ago. And we've done quite a bit. We went skating, we went to a museum, we ran together, we work out together. It's the real deal. And you have your driver's license again and can pick her up for dates and everything? Yeah, I'd try to do it with Uber and stuff like that, but it was pretty hard before I started driving again. So that's her. On the right? Yeah. She's really cute. She is. She doesn't wear a lot of makeup, but when she does wear makeup, I think she's rather pretty. Only then. I mean, what the hell? No, I mean, she's obviously, I I mean... Leave him alone, you know what he means. He knows I'm joking. Joshua notices Bradley scrolling through Instagram stories on his cellular telephone. Is that your girlfriend? My girlfriend? Oh, no, this is my friend Amber. I don't have a girlfriend. She's just a friend? She's really pretty. And if she's sending you photos like that, she probably likes you. She didn't send me this. It's on her Instagram story. What do you guys think about thirst traps? Brad, I'm married. You think I know any of your dating jargon? What's a thirst trap? Jesus Christ, is this Michigan or the fucking Twilight Zone? Michael and Kyle enter a massage parlor in Morningside Heights, where they are greeted by Polina, 24, who recognizes Kyle. Hey, great to see you. Good to see you again. 
You going to do the usual? Actually, my friend's having a really hard time, and I told him about you, so we're here for him. Okay, no problem. Come this way. I just want a massage. Good. Let's go do a massage. Have a good time. Polina guides Michael down a hallway into a dark room. Michael takes in the scent of eucalyptus and the feeling of humidified air. Michael begins to feel more relaxed, as the room seems no different than any other massage parlor he'd visited in the past. I'm going to step outside so you can get ready. And uh, what do you mean by get ready? Get comfortable, and I'll come back when you're ready. Okay, it seems like any other massage. This is fine. This is fine. Oh, if I leave my boxers on... Yeah, if I leave my boxers on, she will know this is a regular massage. Like, boxers mean regular massage. I'm not naked. Yeah, that's it. Okay, this is fine. This is fine. This is going to be fine. You ready? Yes, I am ready. Do you have any problem areas? Uh, I mean, my calf's been bothering me a little bit. Okay, I'll be gentle there. You want soft normal or hard normal or soft? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Soft normal or hard normal or soft? I'm so sorry, I don't understand. Massage pressure. Soft normal or hard normal or soft? Um, you know, normal everything, everything just normal. Okay, normal. Michael is soothed by the mundane nature of the massage. His mind begins to drift. After a few moments, a smile crawls across his face as he realizes that he has been able to forget his troubles for a short time, just as he begins to fade off again. Okay, turn over on your back. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry, don't I need a towel? You keep your underwear on, so it's okay. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, almost done. You want anything more? Nope, thanks, I'm good. Just the you know end of the normal massage, that's good. I also do hot stone, foot massage, foot special, classic special, mint towel, spice towel. Oh, you do feet? Yeah, I would love feet. That would be great. Okay, we do foot special. Helena begins gently massaging Michael's feet, then his calves, then his thighs. A moment later, Polina stops massaging and removes the slippers from her own feet. Michael realizes that foot special and foot massage were separate options, and he was too embarrassed to admit his mistake. Oh, God. Michael walks back to the lobby and sees Kyle putting on his shoes. Let me guess, you got one too? Of course. What did you go with, just a massage? No, she gave me a foot job. Oh shit, I didn't realize you were a foot freak. I'm not, I thought I was just asking for a regular foot massage and then that happened. I didn't know that meant a foot job. Amazing. I don't even know how much to tip her, what do you tip for that? Oh, don't worry about it, I have one of those coupon deals. There's no coupon for this. Ugh, I only have a few bucks, I'm just, I'm gonna give it all to her. This is for you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, are you from New York City? Uh, no, I moved here a few years ago. Ah, me too. Oh yeah? So, are you liking it here so far? Well, this is my job, so not really what I dreamed of. Right, yes, of course, of course. Wait, are you okay? Is this like a sex slave thing? A slave sex shop? Is this, is this like, can I help? I'm not a slave, it's just not my dream job. Right, yes, okay, sorry, I just figured I would ask. I just wanted to, to make sure. Okay, that's a stupid question. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good day. You too. 
cleared your head, right? How are you feeling? No, it did not clear my head. I, I'm feeling pretty rock bottom right now. I need to get Becky back. Too Old to Date was created by Brad Garoon and Mike Tanzillo. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by Go Go Ghost. Follow us on social media at Too Old to Date. Contact us at info at tooldtodate.com and visit tooldtodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows and pay for more dates.